Good morning. Thanks for joining me on the Meg Ellison Show. I appreciate you tuning in as always. If you miss any of the programming, 4.5 hours of gold. You can go out to WSAU.com and all of the conversations are podcasted there. Feel free to listen to them for your entertainment and enjoyment and share them with others. My next guest this morning, our regular Wednesdays with Wendy from DC Un- Uncover DC. Oh my gosh, sorry, my mind's a little bit uh, preoccupied. Wendy Mahoney joins me. How are you? I'm good, Meg. How are you? Hanging in there, hanging in there for a couple more days, and then uh, I'm uh, well. I'm looking forward to being on the mend. There you go. So, so I know that what you. What are we talking about today? Well, I know that you had had mentioned that, and and I applaud you for it. Often, uh, some of well, and I, I shared this before you went on the air in the last segment that uh, there's a lot of bad news out there. <laughs> And there's not an awful lot of good news. You really have to work hard to find good news. And I guess you can say that, in a way, this is good news that we have someone like United States Senator Ron Johnson that's unwilling, to, very determined to to uh, continue to sound the warning bells, I guess, with regard to the, as he refers to it, the COVID cartel. And he held a roundtable discussion on that one. It was actually Monday. I thought it was Tuesday. And I know that you were paying close attention to it and hoping that we can kind of chat about what was covered. And I know that there were a number of very prominent physicians and other invited guests that uh, participated in it. But what what was your, I guess, I, I, I presume it probably was kind of a long session because there were lots and lots of people that were a part of this. Yeah. Yeah, it was um, <clears throat> it was a, about three hours, I think. Um, he had a variety. Uh, you know, I've followed this pretty closely. I've written about every single one of his roundtables. Um, <coughs> the thing is, <coughs> it's not a hearing. It's a roundtable. Um, you know, so it's not official. You know, they're not getting subpoenas. They're not defunding NIH. They're not, you know, they're not doing any of those important things. There are reasons for that, you know, namely the, there's no majority in the Senate, but, um, you know, he, he's doing yeoman's work on it. And I certainly appreciate it. I, I, you know, I, I, I was just one of the, one of the people that I interviewed Oh, gosh, it would have had to be probably February of maybe 2022 or maybe 2020. I can't remember. Andrew Huff, he was a whistleblower with EcoHealth System, EcoHealth Alliance, sorry. And um, he posted, you know, he's kind of a, um, a, a bit of a, of, a, of a curmudgeon. You know, he's a scientist. Um, and a whistleblower, and, and they have their own particular niche of personality, I've found. <laughs> um, but you know, they're a demanding lot because they're being abused. They're not being protected. They, uh, you know, come, come, become awake to what's going on in whatever agencies they're whistleblowing in. And it's, you know, they want to get their message out. They're very persistent types of people. But he was talking about how, you know, what's going to change, you know, the typical Black Hills kind of stuff. And, and, you know, while I agree with that, I'm certainly not going to excuse my French piss on Ron Johnson for 
doing what he's doing. I mean, what's he okay, fine, Andrew. Then then what do you want? Like what I mean, he doesn't he he's not gonna he's not gonna get uh any committee in the Senate to take this on with, with what he's got going over there. I mean, they can't even figure out how to how to um you know, leverage a good budget over there, you know, or, or not fund Ukraine. You know, and that's my particular bias, I admit it, my opinion. But anyway, so I I applaud him, um and, and I applaud him mainly because I think uh I bet you very few of even of your listeners, even though he's from your state, actually went listening to the thing. And um you know, it is important to do that because there are two kind of converging things that have that have gone on in the last couple of days. Number one, it, it was this, um, and and it's massive coordination of messaging, of retooling language around vaccines, what a vaccine is, um, making sure that Americans were properly fearful of everything during that period of time, and it's continued to be so, um, putting out a experimental synthetic product onto the market, which did nothing that they said it was going to do, nothing at all, and um, in fact, it's hurting people. And while it's a minority of people, and, and that's the problem, is that, you know, there are a lot of people who took the shot and they don't know anybody who's had any adverse events from it yet. However, I'm sorry to interject quickly, but and I'm, I'm sure you agree with me on this, is that I, I, my opinion of that, the poison shot, is that people are be, have become ticking time bombs and there's oh, never yeah, going to be any acknowledgement that, oh, this particular form of cancer yeah. or accelerated cancer or miscarriage right. or uh, myocarditis or n- neurological oh, disorder is, is related to it. They won't acknowledge it. We're not even at the five-year horizon of it. So, and that, that really is typically, you know, kind of what they look at even just as a baseline. Um, and then you have this interview on Tucker Carlson with she on whatever her name was, um, whom I saw speak in Loudoun County because I was working on a film project with John Sparopoulos, who used to be with ABC. I think it was ABC back in the day. Um, you know, he would have been my more my generation. Well, he's a little bit older than I am, but I remember seeing he's got a very distinctive voice. Um, and I heard her speak before the school board, and she was talking about the communist revolution is well underway in our country. Now, that is a very extreme statement to make in, in the minds of most Americans. Most Americans would not recognize that as a truth. But if you're really watching and if, if you can see the patterns and if you know your history, she's absolutely 100 percent correct that the patterns for a communist revolution are here. And so the the pandemic really brought out a lot of this stuff. And then, of course, all the stuff that's been happening in our schools. But in this, in, in this, um, in this, uh, some, of, some of the more impressive highlights, and, I, and I'm going to try to write an article on it, although I'm a little bit fatigued from writing articles on it because it's kind of repetitive stuff. Um, because they have a lot of the same people there. You know, Dr. Malone was there. Ed Dowd was there with the finance, you know, his finance. He, he studied excess deaths. Um, you know, you had Harvey Reich. Uh, Lara Logan was there speaking on free speech. Ryan Cole, who's lost everything. 
over this. Um, Pierre Corey, um, you know, there's a lot of same characters were there, but um, you know, they repeated a lot of the same thing that, uh, like for example, Malone, I, I, I wrote some wrote some notes here. Um, so he, he, you know, he basically said, you know, that this modified mRNA um, and adeno, adenoviral vectored product, um, what they do is employ cutting-edge gene therapy and these gene delivery technologies. And, it, you know, because it was under uh, EUA, everything else was, you know, under EUA and the vaccine, you know, the vaccine manufacturers are completely protected because of prior legislation and decision, um, you know, it's, it's basically been unleashed on the, um, on the world. And um, they, you know, they're leaky products. They, they didn't prevent, prevent infection. Um, they didn't in, prevent replication or spread of, of SARS-CoV-2. And um, it actually, the mass administration contributed to the evolution of more antibody-resistant viral strains, um, which is the thing that um, Gear, that, that guy, I forget his name, has been talking about. So um, anyway, you know, he just talked about how, you know, remember when they said it would stay in the injection site? Well, it didn't. It distributed throughout the body. Why did it do that? Well, in part because it's encased in this lipid nanoparticle. Well, what are what are they? In layman's terms, they allow whatever it's a delivery system to be able to penetrate cells and parts of the body and the brain and everything else um, that normally, you know, it it, it reduces it in, in such a way and 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 allows it to get into parts of your body it shouldn't be migrating to. And so, you know, there was that. Um, there, the, the spike protein caused, um, patients' bodies to manufacture, manufacture, it's, it, it, more of the, of the spike protein and it's a genetically engineered toxin. Uh, the lipid nanoparticle formulation has, and it has itself intrinsic toxic, toxicity, and that has been known. All of these things were known when they, uh, put this out these out on the market. Um, and, and they don't deliver nat natural messenger, messenger RNA, but the synthetic chemi chemically modified form with extended stability, and it causes the body to produce frame-shifted, unnatural, unintended proteins in addition to the spike protein. And more importantly, uh, uh, equally importantly, they are contaminated and with, with previously undisclosed short DNA fragments, which are delivered into tissues and the cells of patients and may damage patients' genomes. So they're, gene, you know, gene-altering therapies. I mean, this, this is all fact and was all known. And, you know, I'm, I'm a little irritated with Dr. Malone because he, first of all, there's never been any kind of, like, geez, I kind of wish I hadn't developed develop this technology. Like, he's never made that statement. I, I would like to hear him say that. Just as I would like to hear Trump say, gee, I wish I hadn't, you know, rushed onto the market 
these vaccines. Like I Operation like Warp Speed, yeah. I yeah, know. yeah, yeah. And and I understand why he did what he did. But looking back, I mean I guarantee you if I were in his position, that would be the first thing coming out of my mouth. And and I know politically why he doesn't do it, because people will use it against him, especially the left. But it's a fact. He he should be sorry about that. And he should say it. So, um, you know, maybe that's a very naive, politically naive thing to say. Um, but I think he would earn a lot of respect from even people in his base if oh, he said that. So I'm being honest, so I don't know. Yeah. So um, Harvey Risch, I, I really liked him, his statement. Um, he basically said that, and it's so convoluted, it's insane, but he basically said that they're doing this dual purpose research. And this is Andrew Huff's point is that he wishes that in these, uh, in these talks, you know, while he's criticizing the fact that nobody's doing anything about it, you know, he wants the whole thing to be taken down and to be exposed and, and, you know, that they're doing this gain of function and they are doing gain of function research, even here in the U S we've discussed that before. Um, But, uh, they're they're doing this dual purpose, you know, studying bioweapons and then using it in the, on guinea pigs, us, uh, in the gen, general population to test out these products, which is exactly what they're doing. And um, but they 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 launched the vaccine to justify all the research that they had. They, they were doing on it. Like, it's the most convoluted, like, I can't even really wrap my head around what he was saying, but that is it absolutely, aside from maybe more nefarious things, like the whole Gates thing, the population control and all of that. Um, and, and they did it knowing that they could harm people. And, and, you know, there's the argument that the people who knew the harms didn't get it. So they're not harming themselves, you know, but he, his point was um, if it was known and it was known at some point that this was or that this was not the synthetic, that it's not naturally occurring. It's ridiculous to ever think it was. And he also, Malone also said, you know, early on, you know, they found the furin cleavage site and they found like all kinds of indications, you know, HIV insertion stuff. And, and all kinds of indications that would say that this is not, not naturally occurring whatsoever. I mean, it's even in the, I did a, uh, an article on the grants through EcoHealth and all that. And um, you see it right in there, you know, what their intentions were. And so, you know, he's saying, if, if you know that China unleashes thing and, um, and you want to retaliate, there are a million other ways to do it, you know, rather than trying to justify, you know, uh, unleash this thing on the market. Like, I, I can't even wrap my head around it. Like, you know, he said, you know, nuclear weapons, you know, uh, economic sanctions. Like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's mind-boggling. And what's most mind-boggling is that people aren't really tracking it. They're still getting it. And the statistics, it's now the vaccine injuries moving into these younger populations. Because one to four year olds are getting these shots. I mean, it's catastrophic, and and there's all kinds of lies floating out there about myocarditis. Myocarditis, myocarditis, myocarditis 
cannot be mild. It's permanently damaging. The heart is one of, I think it's the only organ in the human body that can't regenerate cells. Like it, it's permanently damaging to the heart. So and maybe I'm misspeaking on that, but I'm pretty sure that's correct. No, no, no. You're, that, that's, uh, that's what I've been, I mean, I've, I've talked with Dr. Peter McCullough on this show before, and that's, that's okay. exactly what he said. Okay. And, and he's a heart, yeah, so. he's a heart physician, so. Yeah, so, you know, um, you know, there, there were vaccine injury to people there. Um, Laura Logan's speech was particularly, you know, she's such a good speaker anyway. Her voice is beautiful to listen to. Um, and she's so knowledgeable about these kinds of subjects. She's a very cynical woman. But um, look, she has a reason for her cynicism. Yeah, she's been a, <laughs> you know, combat uh, investigative journalist. I mean, when I think about a true journalist, I mean, she truly is a true journalist. Um, you know, I, I'm not. I'm not your average. You know, I, I'm more of a citizen who, I mean, I have my own approach to things, and, and it, it's probably refreshing to a lot of people, but um, I definitely don't have the bones that she has, you know, the, the journalistic bones that she has. And um, she talked about, uh, free speech and, and how it's, it's the most precious thing we have in this country. And she said she just shamed, you know, Ron Johnson and, you know, all, any, anyone political there and said, you know, what are you doing here? Why aren't you shutting this stuff down? Like, this cannot continue to happen. And she's right. She's right. I mean, the AI stuff that's going on and, and you know, I don't know if you've been tracking the Google stuff that, you know, where the AI, you know, can't even figure out that George Washington was a white man and it's biased against white people. And I mean, we are going to be in, a, in, in an environment where we won't even be able to see alternative opinions if we don't watch out. And that is very critical to our health because that's what happened during COVID. That literally is essentially what happened for our inability to have free speech and the shutting down and the, and the massive, um, and it's what's happening with the J6, uh, uh, they're political prisoners, these J6ers. Um, they're, and, and I mean, I interviewed a girl the other day, single mother. I mean, her, everything in her life has been shut down. Her ability to make money, her ability to bank, her ability to go on a platform, her ability to speak, her ability, like it's, on, on an ankle monitor for a year, put in solitary confinement. She walked in the Capitol and walked out. Like, it's crazy. People don't know. Yeah, I, I feel like a broken record. But. No, no. I, I mean, I, sometimes I do as well, but I think it's it's worth mentioning again to remind people because I think a lot of us, myself included, would rather forget about a lot of this because it's just so infuriating and kind of horrifying to, to actually believe. But if we forget those who don't learn from history, you know what they say, um, we, you know, we, we can't let people forget. We can't let people uh, be continue to be duped by, well, the powers that be. Hey, um, before we go to a break, a couple things. Can you stay over for after the this uh, break sure. or okay all right so uh, what I wanted to ask and, and I mean this will probably take more time to answer than we have time for but we'll, we'll tackle it is you know and I've, I've often asked this before is when 
when did the left become anti-health? When did they all of a sudden decide that the only solution to, and this goes back to the whole COVID cartel, the only solution to any kind of um, health issue was drugs or uh, some sort of uh, pharmaceutical, uh, biopharmaceutical complex intervention. I mean, when did they stop relying upon vitamin C, vitamin D, you know, I mean, just an, an alternative. I mean, you know, I'm not just not, I'm not against pharmaceutical drugs, but I, I mean, even repurposed drugs that have, have been time tested and proven to be uh, successful at treating multiple diseases and disorders. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want me to answer my answer now? Well, I, well, you know what? I know that um, you will uh, you'll have a a more thorough answer if I if we go to break. So let's let's do this. I'll give you a chance to think about it. That's my little my uh, tea my little tea. I mean, I have some immediate thoughts. I would say indoctrination is point number one. Yeah. Well, and, and that's I, I mean that because it, the capture in our universities and schools, and I have some thoughts about that. I mean. Honestly, I think we should take our kids out of public school. It, it's serving no one anymore, and it's the only way to shut this stuff down. We can't have the we can't have our culture and our schools capturing our children's minds. Yeah, well, it's like a, 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 a horrifying Twilight Zone esque groupthink that uh, has been going on for years and years. Okay, so Wendy Mahoney, if you'll hold tight through this break, we'll uh, delve into this topic uh, more um, after I after I take this. Uh, Quick news break on the Mega Ellison Show on WSAU. 